It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Emily Campagno, and this is the Fox True Crime Podcast. This week, Philadelphia shoppers who set out to buy presents for loved ones this holiday season instead witnessed a horrific crime. On Monday, December 4th, a man entered a Macy's store in Center City where he allegedly attempted to steal hats. After he was confronted by security guards, the man returned the goods and was let go. However, 15 minutes later, the man returned to the store with a knife and attacked the two guards. 27-year-old Eric Harrison was fatally stabbed in the neck, and a second 23-year-old victim was left in critical but stable condition and was treated for stab wounds to his arm and face. During a Tuesday press conference, officials announced that a suspect had been identified and arrested for the crimes. 30-year-old Tyrone Tunnell faces multiple charges, including murder, attempted murder, aggravated assault, and retail theft. Officials say Tanel has a history of retail theft and drug-related cases across Philadelphia. Eric Sean is a Fox News senior correspondent and anchor based in New York. He joins me today to discuss this shocking crime and the state of retail safety this holiday season. Let me first set the stage so everyone understands and, and gets a comprehension of why this is so striking. The Macy's in Philadelphia is right across the street from City Hall. If you haven't been to Philadelphia, it's a square and you've got all these old buildings. And the Macy's building was actually built in 1876. It is the former Warner Makers Department Store. So you're talking, Emily, about, you know, a Philadelphia institution. It is like Saxton Avenue across the street from the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Warner Makers Department Store has the largest and one of the oldest organs in the world. And they play that organ during the Christmas season. They've got an LED light show with Christmas lights. So you're talking about a storied, historical, glorious setting in Philadelphia, the founding city of our, of our nation. It's a Macy's department store now. And you have this horrible crime that occurred from a shoplifter, allegedly. What happened was uh, Tyrone Tunnell, he uh, was uh, accused of shoplifting. Uh, He gets some hats. The security guards stop him. They take the hats back and police say Tyrone then left. Well, 15 minutes later, he comes back. He's got a knife. Shoppers. uh, Just imagine being in a a department store and, and you see someone with a huge blade and a knife. That's what happened. He started stabbing to death one of the security guards. And he stabbed to death, police say, 27-year-old Eric Harrison. Eric's 27 years old, uh, young guy. He's working two jobs. He works overnight in the post office. And after he finishes at the post office, he goes to Macy's to be a security guard. Uh, Police say Tyrone uh, Tunnell then went and started stabbing the second security guard. That second security guard was taken to the hospital. Multiple stab wounds. Sadly, 27-year-old Eric Harrison dies and is is murdered in cold blood. I mean, Emily, a senseless crime 
you know, another example of what's uh, honestly just a brazen, heartless, inhumane criminal mind mindset for, for no reason to come back and seek revenge for not stealing her hat. And, and we hear this time and time again, Emily. Tyrone is a repeat offender. To now, this guy's got more than a dozen arrests for shoplifting, for drugs. Now he's charged with murder and attempted murder. And right in the middle of the of this of the Christmas season, uh, this happens in Philadelphia. The store was shut for uh, closed for uh, a day and a half, two days. It's now reopened, but it really, I think, strikes at the heart of what we see around uh, around the country of this just inexplicable. You can't explain it or really almost comprehend it. Someone coming back and and stabbing someone to death like this, uh, especially in the setting of, of this place, the, the Macy's, the, the esteemed and the storied, iconic former Wanamaker store in, in Philadelphia. I think what jumps out at me here are, are those two concepts. One is the senselessness and the other is the pattern. And that to me is what we are seeing now across the country is the pattern of not only recidivist crimes, where so many are being sort of perpetuated by the hands of a few, and also the senselessness of the violence that we see associated with that recidivist engagement and behavior, um, and how that has sort of hallmarked, I think. And, and it's I see a, a desensitized reaction, I think, across mm-hmm. the country, not because it is anything less than heinous, but because it's so prevalent and it's just so it's so disheartening that nothing seems to be changing and another thing that strikes me is the ages you know we we are these these large corporations and these stores who employ families and and people who are putting food on the table for their families you know are employing young people as security guards um who are risking their lives essentially in a law enforcement position without the protection that law enforcement often has. And that's what breaks my heart too, is sort of the risk involved. I see it all over New York City too, the security guards everywhere. And my heart breaks for them because they're sort of the front lines, not only of this, again, recidivist behavior, but the the senseless violence. And it just breaks my heart. I know you hit it on the head. Eric Harrison's mother uh, says her baby crying, saying her baby will never come back. He was 27 years old. And you're right. I see it across the country. And you talk about security guards. And I remember 30 years ago, uh, we, I went to Nairobi, Kenya, and I there were security guards. They got bat- baton, wooden batons and they stand outside the stores or inside the stores because crime is so prevalent. And I was like stunned. I'm born and raised in New Yorker. We never had that in New York. Now we have it all over New York City, security guards in every store. And you're right. When you talk about Two things. One, there's such a, a lack and a set, lack of humanization that the criminal element think, thinks they can get away with this or that they do it in the first place. And I don't understand if it's culture, video games, progressive district attorneys, they know they can get away with it. They're not punished. I think when you look at someone like Tyrone Tunnell or anybody who's a repeat offender with dozen, more than a dozen arrests, I think their message to them, the, the message they get is you can get away with it. Because they do get away with it. You get arrested. Even if you get convicted, you may get go into jail, city jail, for a temporary time. It's the revolving door. And that's what we have. And it's the progressive DAs uh, who cause the revolving door. In, in New York City, Ivan Bragg has come under fire for years. You know, Emily, when he 
was elected, you know what he wanted to do? Shoplifting under $250, not a crime. If you shoplifted, if you stole, went to a store and stole and it was under 250 bucks, you get off, Scott, you don't even get arrested. How can you have a society do that? I have seen twice with my own eyes in my local uh, a chain uh, drugstore. I've seen, it's unbelievable. A guy was kneeling down, just wiping stuff off the shelves into a big bag, stuffing this bag of stuff. And the clerk started yelling at him and he walks out with this smirk on his face. And I followed him down the, down the street, really upset my wife, followed him down the street for a while. Mm. And I saw him counting his stuff and I was trying to get a cop and I was going to call 911. And I talked to the clerks later and they're like, we're told don't stop him. If they want to steal stuff, just don't stop. That's why everything's behind locked plastic doors. You have to ring, push a button for a clerk to come to get your shampoo. Uh, I blame progressive DAs. I blame the fact that we have a revolving door and they don't learn the first, second or third time. Then, no, if you get if you steal something, you're going to get a punishment. They're not getting a punishment. And I think it seems that Tyrone Tunnell, Tyrone Tunnell is an example, a perfect example of that. Arrested more than a dozen times. How does he learn that? No, he shouldn't do this. It's wrong. It's ethically, morally, spiritually wrong to do this. They don't somewhere. It's this is society's failing, Emily. Really, it is. And to that point, it is um, horrifically ironic that employees at three different Macy's throughout Washington state have been picketing recently. They say that the store has not done enough to not only protect them, but to articulate a, a concept of protection, a um, policy of safety, of employee safety, and also that they've been retaliated against when they call law enforcement during shopping, lifting encounters and the like. Um, mm -hmm. And the only statement that Macy's would release was, you know, we're committed to the safety of our employees. And that strike came after negotiations failed. So the strike that occurred in the in the last few weeks, that was the the last step after employees had been trying desperately to come to an agreement with management on the topic of employee safety. And it also covered um, basically the fact that inflation has decimated everyone's value of their wages. So it, it covered that too, but the, the coverage and most of the emphasis was on the safety. And now here we have a security guard that is murdered and one who is was almost murdered by a recidivist shoplifter. It is exactly what the employees were crying out for. So to that point, has Macy's released any statement? Has there been any response by the corporation, by the company after this event? Yes, they did release a statement saying that the, the chain, the store was heartbroken. They said that this happened. They said, and this is a quote, quote, ensuring the safety and well-being of our customers and our colleagues is always our top priority. But then you get to wonder, can can the measures increase. You know, what is the situation to have armed security guards if you if you have armed security guards? Because in my experience, it has been the, as I told you, the clerks have said, we've been told, not by Macy's, this is another corporation, don't interfere. You know, they do have a security guard in, in my local drugstore standing by the door. You know, they may yell at someone, but if you touch them, then the guy will, you know, turn around and sue you. This Macy's in Philadelphia, which is the flagship store, it's got, as I said, it, 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 tourists from the whole region come to see this. They've got a wonderful Christmas light show. They've got the old Wanamaker Department store, Oregon. It's one of the largest in the world. It is like it is a wonderful 
glorious, iconic, legendary place. It's been hit by shoplifters. Ready for this, Emily? 250 times <sighs> this year. More than 250 times shoplifters have hit that store this year. I mean, that's, uh, you know, three times a day. Plus, my math has never been good. It's actually <laughs> like five times a day. You get hit by a shoplifter five times a day. There's got to be consequences to this aberrant, deviant behavior. The consequences should start at the beginning. Perhaps corporations should do more. The criminal justice system needs to do more because they just let these people back out on the street the old revolving door, and we see it across the country, and, and until they start getting harsh sentences and start to turn their lives around and realize, no, this is not going to be accepted by society. But that's one of the problems. You've got progressive district attorneys and, and others in New York State, for example, uh, in terms of no bail, in terms of the revolving door. Uh, yes, you want to give people second chances, of course. But what, what happens when you get to 15 chances? You know, a second chance, I'm all for but what about a 15th? Did you get a 15th chance? Then you become Tyrone Tunnell, you know, with more than a dozen arrests. How many chances does he get before he doesn't murder somebody? And the distortion of, of this uh, by some who say it's it's a crime of poverty, you know, that's not this. And I think you can have an honest conversation about the deep current flaws in the criminal justice system. Uh, g given everything that you've just said, and also say the the accuracy of crimes of poverty has nothing to do with what we are talking about, which is a systematic and systemic massive gutting of retail and bo everything from bodega owners up through corporations mm -hmm. like Macy's, where because yeah, but they, I, I was going to say that bodega owner in New York who uh, stabbed and killed someone was trying to stab and kill him and rob his store. Jose Alba. Jose Alba. Yeah, Jose Alba gets arrested. Mm -hmm. And then he, for, he for rotted in Rikers. Store. Exactly. He rotted in Rikers because the bail was set so high under a district attorney who has been prosecuting less than 50% of felonies and has reclassified most violent felonies so they are not violent. And that's the other thing. So it skews the data. Um, because last time I checked sexual assaults and stalking are violent, but apparently not under DA Alvin Bragg. So I agree with you that the it is so disheartening on so many levels because at the end of the day, the people who are the suffer the most are those good, hardworking people who either put their lives on the line or have no choice of where to shop or are trying hard just to provide for their families and are just eradicated by this senseless violence as you're talking about and this rampant theft that has just no end in sight. The shame, and I think, Emily, the scandal of all this, the, the just disgusting shame, who is, is worst affected by these type of crimes? It is the minority community, the very minority community that the so-called social progressives uh, are claiming that they're trying to protect in terms, in terms of representation and in terms of, of rights. It is the minority community in this country that is being savaged by by this violence, by this criminal violence, and in some ways, I think, countenanced by those do-gooders who try to, in their view, do good, uh, but it's, it's totally uh, boomeranging and it's a complete backlash against the very same community that they claim they want to help. Poor Erica Harrison, young African-American man, working two jobs to make ends meet, Overnight in the post office, then goes to the Macy's, stabbed to death, murdered in cold blood, 
uh, allegedly by a recidivist who should not have been out on the streets, according to those in Philadelphia. We're going to take a quick break. More from our guest after this. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. You know, for example, when lots of large name brands decided to close their multiple locations in cities like San Francisco and New York City and the like, those include pharmacies. Those include grocery departments within. So those that sort of relegate this to simple retail as a non-essential aspect of the of society are so wrong because to your point, the elderly, the underserved, the underrepresented, that is who depend on these groceries and these pharmacies within these stores that now are closed. And so we are creating food, larger food deserts and pharmacy deserts um, and options, you know, options for employment. It's just such a cascading impact. And yeah, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. So this is when it's important to take action with your vote and take action with your local politics so that, you know, your voice matters so that you don't feel like your voice doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, these are the very same people who are crying out for protection, you know, uh, and are crying out for police protection. Do you know that retail loss? It, it, you think, it, what would it be like? Okay, how, if you were to guess, and to, for all your listeners, Emily, if you were to guess, let's see, what do retailers in the United States, how much do they lose? Well, I, I would guess, I don't know, a few billion maybe? That's a lot of money. Four billion, three billion, two billion. Ready for this? $112 billion a year, $112 billion are lost from theft. Uh, and that's why some of these stores close and the companies go bankrupt. Uh, they can't handle it. Oh, my. And if they're losing $112, I mean, imagine how much they're making. Oh, gosh, this the, the amount of so many jobs, you know, so many people, so many people who are disparately and disproportionately affected because, again, the hands of the few that are just taking advantage of those policies that probably meant well, but unfortunately have had um, a really horrific impact on so many. And just before the holiday season, my heart breaks for the Harrison family and my prayers are with them and all our prayers for the second 23-year-old victim that is currently in stable condition. Thank goodness. Um, We'll see what happens to uh, currently innocent until proven guilty Tyrone Tunnell, but my hopes are not high for justice, frankly. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep on following up his case. And there's got to be a way to, to to end this cycle that recently the past few years has only gotten worse. Um, uh, I, I certainly hope that it's got to be, Emily, a cultural and political change. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the that's the answer. You're right. Both in tandem. One is insufficient. We need both. You're mm-hmm. right. Eric, Sean, you're always so informative, so engaging, and I'm so grateful for you and your voice. Thank you. And we look forward to having you back as soon as developments arise. Thank you. Emily, great to be with you. Thank you. To hear more stories like this, you can listen to our past episodes on the Fox True Crime Podcast. Go to foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts to listen and subscribe. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. If you have a story or topic you want to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at truecrimepodcast at fox.com.
The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.